Good morning and welcome to Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballProspectus.com. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh, and today we're joined by Jason Wojciechowski, who is going to serve as an impartial judge in a little, uh, I don't know what to call it, that Ben and I are going to be doing. It's not quite a competition, uh, and yet we do need a mediator to confirm which of us is better. It's going to be one of those debate shows that are all the rage these days where we we take a position and yell at each other yeah people are always asking us to to get more yelly Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of requests for for volume yes show (laughs) uh so we're gonna turn up the volume Mm -hmm. we're gonna pump up the volume we're gonna we're gonna pump up the volume (laughs) yes uh all right Pump up the volume, incidentally. First R-rated movie I ever saw. <laughs> I don't know what mine was. Jason? Are you just saying my name, or do you want to know the first R-rated movie I ever saw? Um, yeah, I'd like to know the first R-rated movie you ever saw. I think it might have been Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? It seems like uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Then. <laughs> when when did it come out? <laughs> I would guess like ninety four. Yeah, I was no ninety two. I oh, was 92. eleven. Okay. You probably rented it when I was twelve. Uh huh. Yeah, something like that. Cool, cool. All, All right. right. So what we're what we're gonna do today is actually because it's uh, All Star ballots are out and it's completely absurd to to vote on an all-star team right now. Depending on what your philosophy is, I guess it, if your philosophy is such that you don't really care about what's happening this year and you just vote for the best player then it's not too early at all but if you are voting for you know the stars of the first half it's obviously very early and so ben and i are going to force ourselves though to nonetheless pick an all-star team and um we're going to go down the ballot each of us is going to pick based on whatever philosophy we each have for what an all-star should be and then jason is going to tell us which one of us is wrong I'm in a way, afraid. in a way, Jason gets a. Basically, Jason is going to also pick his all-star team, except he is only he is limited to only the two players that we've chosen. <laughs> I'm afraid if that, makes that sense. we're going to pick the same players. Do you? Well, I don't know. What, what is your philosophy for all-star? Uh, my my all-star philosophy is actually, I am one of the people who just kind of goes for the the first half stars. So I I don't necessarily. I mean, if I were running the all-star game or organizing the all-star game i would probably feel differently about it because i wouldn't want some fluky player who no one knows in my all-star game but uh that's kind of my philosophy is just actually make the the best players of the first half the all-stars except that i feel like right now looking at my list i don't have a whole lot of fluky people on it but i don't know we'll see yeah my i kind of uh I kind of think I go with like a th- like a like a, a three pronged approach to picking an all star, and it's weighted uh, probably in like a five three one weighting, where five would be uh, the current season, three would be the true talent that I believe the player uh, has, or maybe I guess maybe you might say what I thought of the players coming into the season, and then one would be um, either. Uh, players who are uh, extra value for players who are on either ex- uh, end of the career, you know, like either if you're an elite young player or a player who's, you know, nearing the end of your career and you're a Hall of Famer and you've been an All-Star 17 times, 
then I'll be more likely to vote for you. I feel so, like for this exercise, we are combining, uh, we're kind of combining whatever has happened so far, and we're also projecting true talent, kind of, because we still got a couple months till the All-Star game. So we're we're trying to anticipate who will be deserving at that point, right? No. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're filling out the ballot now, so I, I guess if you're projecting, if you're trying to anticipate what future you is going to believe, yeah. you're, try, you're trying to represent your future self well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Jason, can we get a ruling on whose philosophy is better? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> what is the correct philosophy, Jason? The correct philosophy is to vote for who the hell you want to see in an exhibition game. Well, but so now, see, I think that that's true. What if for... what if David Ortiz is the third best DH in the game because there's a guy who walks so much that he has a 600 on base percentage, and there's another guy like that? But don't you vote for David Ortiz because he's a lot more fun? I you're do. saying 600. You're saying 600 OBP this year, or like over the course of the last seven years? Either one, depending on your philosophy. Well, I mean, your I, philosophy is wrong if it's based on actual talent. You're telling me that wait, you're telling me that a player a player with a 600 on base percentage over the course of a career would not be interesting to you? If it were if uh, it were to... interesting, but I think they wouldn't be interesting in an All-Star game. I mean, the thing is that the All-Star game is in New York this year, so I'm going to go and I'm looking forward to going, but in most years, I'm probably not going to watch the All-Star game regardless. So I just That's kinda, a good point. I, yeah, that's a I mean, I yeah, guess I also don't, but I but I do it in theory anyway. Yeah, I mean I've come I, I've come back to it. I quit watching it probably for a decade and now I, I generally do, but partly because I have a, a family and any excuse I can I can come up with that could plausibly get me out of being a, a father and a husband, uh, for three hours I take. Yeah. I mean I it's guess depressing. it could be more interesting if if you just picked a bunch of weird players. Who had really well, no business being there, but it would well, be Well, they also to, have to be good. They have to be good. What, mm. they, have uh, to be, they have to be good. They have to be at, at some at some cutoff in their position. But um, above above that, you know, when when there's something, if you're if you're choosing, and then between a couple of guys that are all pretty good, um, you take the guy who's the most fun. So my that is, my philosophy for the home run derby is is absolutely that I think the home run derby should be completely out of the box and and interesting and a combination of guys who are good and a combination of guys who are who are different. But um, I don't know I I I've never really felt the need to get too weird in all star game voting. I mean I think it, I definitely do try to imagine uh, that that it's supposed to represent the best team that you can put on the field. Okay. Well, I'm always I'm shocked every year when I when I hear that that the ballot is out. You told me earlier today that the ballot was out, and I was shocked as always because uh, mm-hmm. it just always seems so incredibly premature to be voting for a game in the middle of July. But I guess I understand why that's done. When I I mean when I used to be a person who cast All Star ballots, and I I don't think I have cast one for I don't know a few years or several years, but when I did, I always did it like on the last day of of eligibility. Wow, you took it, took it very seriously. <laughs> I did not. I started as soon as I could, and I filled out. Uh, I I was blatantly partisan. I would just go with my team. I wouldn't even fill out the other league or, or so. I I, I had weird <laughs> ideas about the value of the All Star game when I was a child. So, uh, all right. Well, let's let's start. Yes. Shall we start? We've just been joined by a cricket, so we can start.
All right. So uh, let's start with Catcher, even though it's not first on the ballot. Uh, it is first in my heart. So who are your catchers? Uh, my catchers are Carlos Santana, who I, I don't feel great about because I don't think he's a very good defensive catcher, but he's just been so much better offensively than anyone else and is good offensively that I feel like he will hold on to that lead for the next couple of months. So he is my AL guy, and uh, my NL guy is about as conventional as, as they come, Buster Posey. I like that you're uh, worried about catcher defense in the All Star game. Like, like you're probably actually thinking. Did you did you consult the framing statistics? I was hoping I'd be able to. Like, I was hoping that would be the tiebreaker, and I could go with yeah. some weird guy who was good at framing and wasn't as good a hitter. But Santana has just been so much better offensively than anyone else that I don't think that could make up the difference. I don't think that framing would be much of a factor for all-star catchers because uh, they're fa- they're catching pitchers for the first time. I would imagine they're all pretty terrible at framing. Well, yeah, that's true. But are game. we? I mean, are we? Are we picking the guys that we think will give us the best chance of winning the game, or picking the guys who we think are the best players and deserving of representing their league? Ben, I'm not going to tell you what to think. <laughs> okay. Well, I was doing. <laughs> I'm doing the latter. Uh huh. So, uh, so Santana and Posey. I also have Santana and Posey. I don't. I mean, and, well, unless you, which of unless us you're, Santana and Posey more? Unless you're, unless you're a strict by the book, uh, this season only guy, and you can convince yourself that Russell Martin should be there, uh, it's a pretty, I think, pretty easy to say Santana and Posey. So, we tie. All right, Jason. Hasn't Jason. hasn't Posey? Posey's out out hit Martin anyway. Yeah, so. that's right. I think he's been better anyway. Uh, well, but the backup in the but... AL has to be Josh Donaldson moving back from third base over to <laughs> over to catcher. Okay. Uh, since, since you're not giving me an, a, since I since I wasn't able to actually make a choice, I have to chime in on the backup. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I have invented that rule. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. So first first base. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Joey Votto, who is about as close to that 600 OPP guy that we were just talking about as there is right now, uh, and I will go with Chris Davis. Chris Davis, interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I am going with uh, uh, Prince Fielder and uh, uh, Joey Votto as well. Mm-hmm. Although I don't feel, I don't know, I Votto is... Yeah, I mean, Votto is great fun and everything like that. But uh, th- there is a part of me that, that also in the All-Star game is, uh, reverts back to being a child and wanting to reward the sort of traditional baseball card stats more than the ones that I actually care about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Votto, if you have any sort of a brain, is having uh, a tremendous year. But if you're 11 mm-hmm. uh, and you're wondering why Will Clark's power has all of a sudden disappeared and, you know, wondering whether it's time for the you know the giants to move them or whatever uh then vado is a disappointment mm-hmm. well there's some pretty smart 11 year olds out there today i've met them at, at bp events uh-huh. uh yeah well i think i would i would i would expect fielder to finish with better numbers by the end of the season than davis but since i am a first half all-star game guy i'm gonna go with chris davis it's not you know it's not a very big difference between the two guys between Fielder and Davis, it's you know they, they have fairly, if especially Park adjusted, they have fairly similar offensive numbers. Jason, well, it's a hundred points of slugging, but uh, but Sam is right, mainly because have you seen Prince Fielder? 
I mean, look. Have you have you looked at Prince Fielder? <laughs> Prince <The> Fielder only... <laughs> is yeah. is five foot six and three hundred and seventy pounds, <laughs> and yet he's one of the best players in baseball. You have to put that man as a starter on the All Star team. So Sam wins. If right. the only reason that I could see putting Chris Davis there is if you were uh, if you were going to promise the viewers that he's going to pitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'd be okay uh, with that. I would enjoy the game more if he did. Uh, all right, so uh, second base. Shall I go first? Sure. So uh, Cano at uh, second base in the American League, although mm-hmm. uh, Kinsler feels like uh, uh, Kinsler, I, I think, has probably gotten more press in pub uh, this year for his hot start, or at least his hot last three weeks. But uh, I would go with Cano. And uh, in the NL, there's not a real good option, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go with uh, Chase Utley for... Uh, you know, like redemption or whatever. I had the same picks. I almost went with I almost went with Matt Carpenter, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. Yeah, no, that'd be foolish. So, I mean, that'd be nuts. <laughs> so Jason gets to pick the reserve. Well, the reserve in the NL is Michael Kadir moving back to second base. <laughs> he's he's not on the ballot. But that's that's <laughs> not bad. But he has a thousand OPS and he used to play second base. What about so Matt Carpenter to... moving to second base for the first time? No, because he's no. actually playing there this year, so it's not that much fun. Okay. All right. Uh, so you're just going to go with anyone who moved from somewhere. Well, that that has worked out for these first two positions. Uh, <laughs> that's probably not going to manage to stay that way all throughout. Okay. When the, when the Rockies signed Kadir, wasn't he going to be a second baseman for them? I think so. That was weird. Yeah, that whole that's signing kinda, was you know, he never He never did play a game for him. He's never, you know... That was weird. That was weird that they signed him thinking he was going to play second base. I guess he had played 17 games at second base the year before, but 20 in the previous, like, four seasons combined. Five, six, seven, 20 in his career. No, 20 since 2005. Good leader. <laughs> Good leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, shortstop. Okay. Uh, uh, I think the, the NL pick is, is pretty obvious. Troy Tulowitzki. Um My AL pick is Jed Lowry and... I'm uneasy about that pick because what are the odds that, that Jed Lowry will be healthy in two months from now? Uh, not that great, but I'm going to roll the dice and, and say that he will he will manage to stay healthy long enough to deserve, deserve to go. Yeah, I, there's a tiny part of me that uh, wouldn't actually be all that sad if Tulowitzki, um, li- well, I don't even, want, I feel bad because he's been hurt so much in his career, but like the race for shortstop, if Tulowitzki were out of the picture in the NL, would actually be tremendously fun between Segura, Brandon Crawford, Andrelton Simmons, and Didi Gregorius. Um, and uh, I'm a little sad that we don't get to debate those four. Yeah, uh, Desmond, but- I guess, maybe. And Ian Desmond, I guess maybe, um, but I—I I mean, yeah, it's got to be—it's got to be Tulo, and I went with uh, Elvis Andrews, I guess, even though he has like none of the traditional shortstop, uh, none of the traditional all-star stats. I mean, he's totally like that. No, no eleven-year-old would look at him and say he's an all-star. Well, uh, but you know, he does things well, and um, you're—I yeah, think you're right. He doesn't you're, really you're have gonna, the the traditional hundred million dollar contract stats either. Exactly. Those. Exactly. Like, there's something. I think there's something nice about rewarding him for, um, for just being who he is. In the same way that um, that his contract rewards him for being who he is. But clearly, I did not think about the judge in this case. And <laughs> you're, well, you're going to get this one. 
Ben wins, but for a different Ben wins because I am always in favor of voting for guys who are going to be injured because then you get crazy. You know, you get the, the last minute. Um, they have to call somebody up who just happens to still be in town and you wind up with like the 150th best player in the league as an all star um, because Jed Lowry strained a hamstring on June 27th or whatever. I don't know when the all star game is. Well, if I had known that, that might have affected my, my earlier picks. I could have gone with the most injury-prone guys possible. We're learning, yeah, we're definitely learning slowly as we go how to cater to, to Jason, to a, <laughs> I to do, a, I like a nation of I, Jasons. I do like the defense first pick for, for Andrews, though, because I think defense is, uh, defense can be flashy and fun in the All-Star game just as much as offense can, if not more. I mean, you had a couple of years ago, didn't somebody try to throw somebody out at first base from left field? We probably weren't watching. I, yeah, I, I it's interesting though because they um you're right i mean there's no way like obviously andrews and lowry neither one is going to be the guy in in the in the lineup that you're going to want to watch hit i mean it's yeah there's not going to be a single jed lowry uh offensive highlight coming out of that game you know unless he home unless he homers or whatever but who cares Uh, that'd be boring too but there is the possibility that a great play will be made that that it will be gifable and, you know, the NFL is their all-star game is completely unlike a regular NFL game because nobody tries and there's no defense. And an NBA all-star game is basically completely unlike a regular NBA game because nobody tries and there's no defense and it's just a bunch of flash and dunks and stuff. And yet, um, other than the fact that nobody plays more than 12 minutes, uh, the baseball all-star game looks a lot like a regular baseball game. And so I wonder what the most interesting roster construction would be just from a gift perspective. If you if you just wanted to have an, a, a, an aesthetically interesting game, what would you do? You'd, I mean, on the one hand, maybe you'd get a bunch of uh, a bunch of Craig Kimbrels because you want to like gift the pitch porn. But on the other hand, that's kind of a one note um, uh, one note joke. And so maybe you get all defense guys or. Maybe you play everybody out of position, or maybe you get all Astros. You probably just get Hunter Pence. You might want Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence and Shane Victorino, permanent two-man outfield. <laughs> I feel like it's... you don't want you, you don't want legit good defenders. You want good athletes with bad first steps. Yeah, that seems right. right. Yeah, I feel like it's harder yeah. to half-ass baseball, kind of. I mean, it's harder to like, like you can't not. I mean, I guess you could not play defense, but you. It's like in baseball, there's not that much running anyway, so you can't slow down that much. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I mean, you can't. If you're at the plate, I guess you could just kind of not swing, but it's not like in football and basketball where you can just give less effort and not run as fast. I suppose you can do that in baseball, but it's less dependent on that in the first place, probably. Yeah, there, there was a point, I think, in baseball's history where they were going to go one way or the other with the All-Star game. They were either going to go to the way that they did, where there was going to be some mini controversy and they were going to have to figure out a way to make it seem more serious than it is, or they were going to go the other way, like every other sports All-Star game does, and go to complete novelty, complete just fun and whimsy and figuring out a way to make it look aesthetically odd. Uh, and have everybody kind of relax and enjoy it with a beer. And they chose the serious one. And it would be fun to imagine what would have happened if they let it go the other direction mm-hmm. and, you know, embraced the kind of uh, baseball-watching culture that exists now that didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, I'd love to see some kind of skills competition. I guess you 
the risk there is that someone gets hurt, but... Yeah, baseball players are very weird about doing anything that is not the sport. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Borges and, and Trout, Every everybody who's ever written about the Angels has at some point done a piece about who would win a race between Borges and Trout. And, like, when you ask, oh, well, is there ever going to be a race, everybody acts aghast. <laughs> like, you would actually ask two professional athletes to run 75 feet. And they're just, no way, no. They, we risk injury on that. And it's like all they do is sprint. <laughs> like, that's their job. You're not asking them to do it while carrying a tractor tire <laughs> or, like, a, a, new, a, a new bride across a river. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're just asking them to run. Uh, but they won't do it. Yeah. They just—they absolutely won't do it. So, <laughs> did you carry your wife across the river? No, but uh, no, I'm not even saying you would carry your own wife. I'm saying like you get a wife in a wedding. Wouldn't it be fun to, to if this if but the race were? That's not a were... tradition. Nobody does <laughs> that. The, Where did you come the, up with that? Is what I'm threshold is the, is the carrying thing. No, I'm imagining. Well, no, I'm imagining that. In, okay, I have this sort of weird sense that in Japanese game shows, there's often a woman in a wedding dress, and and then you want to have a a river because the stones are so slippery. So that would be that would be how you would get hurt on yeah. slippery well, stones. We totally knew you were you were going for that. Uh, all right, third base. All right, this. I Wait, mean, this did is, we? Yeah, we ruled. Yeah, we ruled on third base. Yeah, this is just the most boring. I mean, I hate even saying it, but it's just it's Miguel Cabrera and David Wright. Forget it. I'm going with Manny Machado. Hmm. I didn't even know he was still playing third base. Mm-hmm. Didn't he, he didn't move over to shortstop yet? Mm-mm. Oh, no, well, put him at shortstop. Manny Machado is the most—he uh, is the most glorious thing to watch on a baseball field right now. So I would—I would take him, knowing that I was throwing away my vote on a third-party candidate. Hmm. Okay, so you're going for aesthetic appeal. I'm going for deserved yeah. players. I really like guys in there. I—I I really like top prospects who are doing well at age 20 and i really like hall of famers who are doing well at age 43 so like manny machado gets it this year just like chipper jones got it last year Mm -hmm. jason uh ben i mean there 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 are two defensible choices in the al and neither of them is manny machado so Mm -hmm. yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) actually three if you want to count chris davis i would put chris davis at third base for the all-star game (laughs) You don't get to choose your ballot. Trumbo dude. too. I would put Trumbo at third base Not, for the All Star yeah, game. Yeah, you don't. You get the ballot is the ballot. I mean, you're stuck with the ballot. You can't. You have a write-in, don't you? That's true. Is there a write-in the, slot? There is. Uh, there is a write-in slot. You're right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, designated hitter. Uh, again, I mean, I, I guess I I would go with. Wait, you do because the NL DH situation is weird. So shouldn't you do outfield first and then go to the DH? That way, leftover guys in the NL get to be DH. The ballot. Uh, there is no. I, I feel like there should be like now that there's interleague constantly. I feel like there should be some sort of extra NL guy who's just like a part-time DH or something. But there isn't. There's just an ALDH. See, I, I think I actually looked at a ballot, so that that's why I keep asking these stupid questions. <laughs> I think I've regardless, no, every I think it's automatic. NLDH should automatically just be Omar Infante, no matter <laughs> what team he's on. Um, well, I, I mean, David Ortiz kind of had to make up some ground because he was injured, but since then he has hit like a million slash a million slash a million and so i'm gonna go with david ortiz and 
assume that he will make up the ground by All-Star game time for the, the time that he lost and that probably Travis Hafner will be hurt. And actually knowing that and knowing Jason's predilections, I probably should have picked Travis Hafner here. Well, I think David Ortiz is pretty close to the most automatic pick uh, in the in the sport right now, as long as he's moving, mm-hmm. and he currently is. I uh, I wanted to pick Berkman because Berkman's having a, a I mean Berkman's basically having Joey Votto's season, um, and it's a delight to watch. And I like Berkman a lot, and I like that he's come back uh, again from you know an, another lost year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, Berkman, one of the problems with Berkman is that he doesn't actually have really any, any American league heritage in him. He does like, it doesn't feel like, like you'd be rewarding the veteran in, you know, like it'd be easier to put Tommy there if Tommy were doing what Berkman's doing. Cause there's just feels like there's some history there, but Berkman's an NL guy and it feels weird to, but he was a long time Astro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I would go with Ortiz. Hmm. Is there anyone else even on the? I mean, who else is on the ballot besides Hafner, Ortiz, uh, Hafner, Butler, Adam Dunn, Kendrys Morales, Carlos Pena, Mark Reynolds, uh, Mark Trumbo, Mark Reynolds Chris Young. is having I mean, a pretty Mark excellent has a season. One seventy one OPS plus. Yeah, Mark Reynolds, good pick. Chris Chris Young, Luke Scott, Nolan Reimold, Victor Martinez, Edwin Encarnacion, Ryan Domit. I don't think Chris Young has even played a game at DH. Well, they uh, they that's, they actually that's a good job. they put these ballots out before the season starts. Huh. Well, the backup DH is Elvis Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so outfield. Did you notice that all of the good outfield seasons are in the National League? Yeah, it was it's very weird. difficult to. It, you couldn't. It was hard to find one good it's, outfield pick in the AL. It's like the top. Ten seasons, or at least it seems like, are all NL guys right now are close to that. Yeah. Um, so my NL guys are Justin Upton, Bryce Harper, and Carlos Gomez. Uh, yeah, those are mine too. Gomez was, Gomez over Braun was the the probably the the the, the toughest test of the uh, mm-hmm. the what have you done for me lately versus who you are because Ryan Braun's having a fine year and Ryan Braun is. You know, maybe the best or one of the three best players in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also went with Gomez for the third, for the third one. And my Ale guys, uh, I went with went with Mike Trout, went with Adam Jones, and then was kind of torn on the last guy. And I think I'm going with Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, I went with Trout. And then I went with Cespedes for uh, aesthetic appeal uh, alone and because I think that he'll still be good at the All-Star break, even if he's not at the moment. And then I would have gone with Trumbo uh, for the third one, but Trumbo's not allowed in the outfield. So I picked Coco Crisp and felt weird about it. Uh, So you went with two A's, so I'm screwed here. I don't know. See, the thing about Jason is that he actually is uh, self-loathing. I actually really thought, I didn't think either of you was going to go with Crisp, so now I'm kind of thrown for a loop because I was going to scold you for not going with Crisp, and now I can't do that. Um, well, I did distance myself from the pick. I don't like the Lorenzo Cain pick, so I have to go with Sam here. All right. That's understandable. I, just, I, don't, I don't have anything. What is Lorenzo Cain? <laughs> uh I mean, I've I've liked Lorenzo Cain for a while, and he's kind of. 
hasn't had a, a chance to have a full healthy season and so far this is it and he's he's hitting very well and kind of a high babbit guy but he's kind of a fast guy also and he plays I mean I drafted him and... three years in a row in fantasy too and only to watch him get hurt every year or get demoted but I don't know he's hitting 341 I like him he's in a, a nice month guy. he won't be hitting 341. I was sad. I, I was most sad that I could not get uh, Shinsu Chu onto a roster because yeah. Shinsu Chu is having a, a spectacular year. Mm-hmm. But the, he just gets. I think um, if I'm, I haven't looked, but I imagine that he just gets absolutely crushed on his defense, probably, mm-hmm. and so his his warps and such aren't all that. But I might go with him over Gomez or something like that. Uh, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I said I might, but I didn't. Okay. If so you'd gone have... with Chu over Gomez, I would have picked. I would have picked. Uh, I would have gone with you. Mm. So we have. So Jason has ruled uh, in favor of Crisp over Kane, and then it comes down to Jones and Cespedes, I guess, for the other, other ruling. Oh, was I? I had to do like, but you guys didn't go position by position. I was taking the the core, the outfield core, and I like Sam's better. Great. All right. Settled. Okay. I wasn't, Jason, I wasn't counting, so. I think I think it was two to two. I think there were only four. I think I made four rulings out of, out of like, six or something, and mm. it was two to two. I remember saying Ben twice and Sam twice. Don't you have to pick a pitcher? Pitcher's your tiebreaker, right? We don't get to vote on. We don't get <laughs> yeah, to vote but on. why would not, you, not like, clear not, in the procedure. now you need a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> you really need a tiebreaker. <sighs> All right. You can go anywhere with this pitcher. <sighs> you may want to take into account my predilections if you really want to win this. I don't. Well, I feel like neither of you actually wants to win this. <laughs> You're not trying. This is like an NBA All Star game of a podcast. <laughs> um, my pitcher is is you, Darvish. Yeah, in the AL is obviously you, Darvish. Yeah, just so, I thought we were just yeah. picking one. I'm just he's my one guy. Wait, you're gonna have you're only picking you're, one. You have to have two pitchers. It's a baseball yeah. game. Yeah, I'm taking Darvish <laughs> and Harvey. Uh, mm, Darvish and Harvey, huh? Uh, I'm gonna go with Darvish and Wainwright. Did you know that yes. Ke- Kevin Slowey ranks seventh <laughs> in Baseball Reference WAR right now? <laughs> yeah, he's he's having himself a season. Actually, he is. all right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna retract my U Darvish pick and go with Kevin Correa. Kevin, oh, Kevin, you do do Correa and Slowey. <laughs> yes. See, I like entertainment, but um, Correa is not. Sam, Sam, Sam picked the right kind of entertainment here. Uh, okay. Jake Westbrook would have also been a, a valid choice. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll He's do it. Three hundred and fifty-eight ERA plus, you guys. So that's our all-star team. The game is, uh, I think, like Thursday or something. Check your local listings. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be back with the email show. We don't actually need any questions. Uh, We have a lot, thanks to all you guys. And so if you want to send ones that are even better, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. people have generally brung it. And uh, so we're basically good to go. So tune in tomorrow and have a pleasant day. And thanks to Jason.